Well, good day, everyone, and welcome to the journey this week. It's Easter Sunday, and we've been journeying together right through that Lenten season, and uh, since last week, Palm Sunday, through the the events of Holy Week, the events of the Passion, the the suffering, death, and now the joyous celebration of the resurrection of our Lord. And that's that's what we've hit, Easter Sunday. So happy Easter! He is risen, and we are redeemed. And that's the focus of our show this week, and I'm so glad that you've joined us, and, and we've got some really wonderful inputs for you to embrace joy, and we're going to be hearing from uh, from a few different people today. We're going to be hearing from Father Mike Delaney in his God in the Everyday segment. We're going to be hearing from Trish McCarthy. She's going to talk to us about uh, God's evangelist in, in nature. Great to hear from uh, from Eddie Ferry. He's a champion fellow from Men Alive. Talk about uh, evangelization. He's uh, he's so involved in ensuring that people hear the basic gospel mix- message through things like uh, Men Alive and and his own faith journey and testimony, which he's he's going to share with us today too. On uh, our input from from Men Alive, we're we're going to hear from Mother Hilda Scott, wisdom from the Abbey, and she's going to speak about Easter Sunday. How Jesus took on the very things that uh, that we that we agonise over, calling us to, to rise again. But to kick off, we've got uh, we've got Father Mark Di Battista. We've heard some great stuff right through the Lenten series from Father Mark, and gospel reflections taken from another production that comes out of our little diocese of Wollongong called Mass View at Home. It's on Southern Cross Ten, and it's great to be able to share these really succinct gospel reflections that that are part of that production. And as I said this week, he's going to talk about Jesus being truly risen. He is risen. He is truly risen from the dead. That's an extension and a breaking open of the gospel reading for this Easter Sunday, which is from John 20, 1 to 9. It's the powerful gospel account. And then we're going to have the the gospel broken open for us. Some great music too, of course. Lots of joyful music this week. We're uh, straight after we hear from Father Mark, we're going to hear from, from Joe Lynch. This is the day. We'll be hearing stuff from Bethel Music and... Newsboys, Audrey Assad, heaps and heaps of good stuff. Lots to get through in this week's show. So let's dive in. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and thanks for joining us on Easter Sunday. You're on the journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. It was very early on the first day of the week, and still dark, when Mary of Magdala came to the tomb. She saw that the stone had been moved away from the tomb, and came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved. They've taken the Lord out of the tomb, she said, and we don't know where they've put him. So Peter set out with the other disciple to go to the tomb. They ran together, but the other disciple, running faster than Peter, reached the tomb first. He bent down, and he saw the linen cloths lying on the ground, but did not go in. Simon Peter, who was following now, came up, went right into the tomb, saw the linen cloths on the ground, and also saw the cloth that had been over his head. This was not with the linen cloths, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went in. He saw and he believed. Till this moment they had failed to understand the teaching of Scripture, that he must rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. And now, the Gospel Reflection with Father Mark Di Battista. 
When we look at our Lord's public ministry, we see that there are many things depicted which he said and did. He opened the eyes of the blind. He touched people's ears and cured them of their deafness. He touched them to cure them of their disease. But when it comes to the resurrection, there's no actual scripture passage that says the stone rolled away and then the lifeless body of Jesus was lying there and then he came back to life and then flew out of the tomb or walked out of the tomb. We get no, so to speak, eyewitness accounts. On the other hand, what do we actually get? We get something very interesting and I believe this is a very deliberate thing just like all the scripture because it is truly inspired by the Holy Spirit. We get his disciples seeing an empty tomb. They're seeing a whole lot of different pieces of information. They're recognizing that the body is obviously not there but they actually do not see him. Of course we see that after or during the 40-day period that is part of the Easter season before his ascension into heaven Jesus appears many times to his disciples to reassure them of their faith and to show them once again that he's truly alive just as he said he would be. Of course he doesn't appear to his enemies who didn't believe. They'll find out and now that they've died they would have already found out by now. However, what do we actually get presented? Well, the disciples see the different aspects of the tomb. They see all the shroud clothes lying there. They see, for instance, the face cloth, which was in a separate place. And then they are left to join the dots, so to speak. And in this way, coming to faith that yes, he has risen from the dead. So in this way, what we are actually have modeled for us is an example of how we too come to faith. We do not see Jesus. We haven't heard his voice. We haven't seen his form, but we believe that he is alive because of the impact that he has upon our lives. So too, with the early disciples discovering the empty tomb, they were able to join the pieces together under the influence of grace and so come to faith as Jesus had asked of them and now they realize that he is truly risen from the dead. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Oh 
This is the day that the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad. Let's rejoice and be glad. All the creation will bow before the Lord. Glory and honor and righteousness are yours. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day, 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 this is the day. Listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Now, Wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda. It's Easter Sunday. How many times have you heard yourself say, I'll never rise again? Has that been your experience? Has it ever happened that something has laid you so low that indeed you say, I'll never rise again. I remember when our abbess died. I remember saying, life will never be the same again. And it hasn't been. The loss was so terrible. I listened to many heart-wrenching stories from people from every walk of life. And so often that's the recurring theme, life will never be the same again. I'll never rise again. And today is Easter Sunday. There are Easter eggs and chickens and Easter bonnet songs and there have been Easter parades at school. And I wonder, do people really know what we're celebrating? Today your whisper of anguish, I'll never rise again, and, and hello... You don't need an acceptable reason to say this. Your heart knows what it means. It doesn't matter why you feel that you can't rise again. It's simply a truth. And as I said, your whisper of anguish, I'll never rise again. Today it meets an explosion of love in Jesus Christ who cries out, You have risen. 
You have risen in me and I have risen in your heart. Today we celebrate the glorious fact that Jesus has taken on the very thing that you're agonizing over and he let it kill him and take him and then he rose above it. He rose over it and through it and came out the other end. Today the choice is yours. Do you want to know this risen life? Do you? Then may I make a suggestion? Every Easter Sunday morning, we hold a special Easter vigil up at our Abbey. We start in the dark and it ends as the sun is rising up through our window. We stretch out our hands and we claim this risen life. We can only do it, by the way, because we know the depths of the darkness that's brought us to it. Wherever you are today, stretch out your hands and say to God, thank you, I claim you, I claim your risen life, and I believe that I will live again. Hope you enjoyed that from Mother Hilda Scott. Wisdom from the Abbey is her segment. It's uh, one she put especially together for Easter Sunday. Reminding us of what we're truly celebrating. So many people would have no idea. Really, they're in, involved in the season. They're caught up in the, the eggs and the holidays and everything else. But Jesus is risen and he's drawing us into that risen life. If we'll just embrace him, embrace a relationship with him. Embrace him as, as our saviour. After the break, we're going to be hearing from Father Mike Delaney. And as we celebrate the resurrection, Father Mike's going to tell of a Lenten experience have that showed sometimes people really embrace that journey and the impact that that has on themselves and on others. Coming up now, Bethel Music, Christ is Risen. We'll be hearing from Chris Tomlin after the break too, Holy is the Lord. Some great music on today's show, picked out by our sound editor and uh, producer, Max Norton. He does a great job. Faith, hope, love and life. It's Easter Sunday. He is risen. And you're on the journey. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a rich like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Hallelujah. Christ is risen from the grave, hallelujah, Christ is risen.
see your scars, your open arms, the beauty of your face. And through tears of joy, I lift my voice in everlasting praise. on the journey faith hope and love for life in all its fullness
And now, seeing God in life's everyday events, here's Father Mike Delaney. Lent is over and we've been celebrating the glory of the resurrection. But at the beginning of March, I had a reminder that people sometimes listen to what I say. The private campus of our local Catholic college I spoke during our Ash Wednesday liturgy and told the children about a practice I have during Lent. At the risk of admitting one of my major health failings and at the same time giving a plug to a soft drink company, I told them I enjoyed drinking Pepsi Max. But during Lent, I make an effort to limit my consumption as part of my self-denial. But I also told the children that if I have a Pepsi, I put an amount that is equal to twice the amount that I paid for it into my Project Compassion box. So when I buy cans, they generally cost about 75 cents each. So I have to put in $1.50 into the box. Likewise, if I have something else on my self-denial list, I contribute to Caritas, trying to make double the value of whatever I've consumed. Now on the long weekend in March, I went with a couple of my brother priests to the taste of the Huon, and we wandered around the various stalls that displayed produce and products sourced from the Huon Valley and the surrounds in southern Tasmania. It's a great day, and there was a great crowd with a wonderful atmosphere, people enjoying the food and the drink and the musical entertainment that was available. I happened to enjoy watching the children. There was a space in front of the stage where a crowd of younger children were dancing and enjoying the music, and people were being entertained not only by the music but by the children as well. After enjoying some food and uh, some drink, we got up to wander off to continuing our meandering around the oval. We only moved a few metres when a young girl approached me and said, Father Mike, how are you going with your Lenten efforts and drinking Pepsi? Although I didn't remember her name, I knew her immediately. She was a student from our college. And I was happy to say that I had been very good and had not had too many cans of Pepsi at that stage. But though I would have to go home after the taste today and put money into my Project Compassion box for the goodies that I'd been enjoying during my stay there. Usually when I make a decision about self-denial, it's a personal decision and not something everybody else knows about. But this year, as I shared my story, I wonder if I was inviting others to make me accountable and to check up on how I was going. Not in the sense of it being a contest, but rather as a reminder that frequently we do need someone in our lives who holds us accountable for our behaviour and can challenge us when we need encouragement. I'm not sure that my little friend understood just how helpful her question was. But in the remaining days of Lent, I was more aware of how I was living out my decision to deny myself some of the pleasures available to me, actually remembering why I was making the sacrifices in the first place. Thanks so much to Father Mike Delaney there, who um, makes the point often we don't share our our decisions to, to do hard things and to deny ourselves and to do it for the Lord. But sometimes when we do do it, it's good to have that accountability can challenge us when we need encouragement, making promises to God, but also having that accountability with other people and, and uh, how some, some school children, based on what he shared, were his motivation to do just that during Lent. After the break, Trish McCarthy is going to talk to us about an experience that she had when she climbed Mount Kosciuszko. 
talks about nature almost holding its breath. I'm sure it did too during the the passion, awaiting the hope of the resurrection. That's Trish McCarthy coming up after the break. He is Shane and Shane. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. It's Easter Sunday and you're on the journey.
faith, hope, love and life. This is The Journey. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. I've experienced nature to be a wonderful evangelist. It speaks in its own unique language, something of the glory of God. A few years ago, I climbed Mount Kosciuszko. When we finally reached the top, I was touched by a silence I had never experienced before. Nor have I experienced it since. It was as if the whole of creation was holding its breath, awaiting the coming of the Lord, who was to bound across the mountaintops. What it spoke to me of was the fact that silence often precedes the coming of the Lord, and the importance of creating that space in order to ready myself to receive God. I believe nature is one of God's first evangelists, and we can learn a lot about ourselves and our Creator by soaking in this gift and allowing God to reveal Himself in and through this gift. Thanks to Trish McCarthy there. Great little piece about how nature is one of God's first evangelists, opening themselves up to the truth and the beauty and the awesomeness of God. Really lucky, aren't we, to have all these amazing people contributing to the show, people like Trish, and we've heard from Father Mike and Mother Hilda, and Father Mark already just, just Father Mark DiBattista, as I stumble over my words already in the show. We've got Eddie Ferry coming up for us next. Eddie is a guy I've known for a lot of years, and he's a absolute workhorse in terms of sharing faith. He does it through lots of avenues, particularly through Men Alive, and it's under that banner that he comes to us today, and he's um, he's sharing his testimony, well, a bit of it anyway, and his personal transformation that has occurred since encounter with the Lord in, in 2006. That's after the break, and a really good way to finish as we head into what will be the Easter season and then Pentecost with lots of transformations as people come to encounter the risen Lord. A bit more music first up, though. Here comes Newsboys, Jesus Paid It All. We'll also be hearing from uh, Audrey Assad in the mix, too. Your peace will make us one. And Eddie Ferry coming up after the break to round out this week's show. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. He is risen from the dead, and it's Easter Sunday. Embrace the joy, and thanks for joining us on the journey. Watch and pray, find in me thine all in all. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, he washed it white as snow.
from Darwin in the Northern Territory, and you're listening to The Journey. Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. On the journey today, we're back with another one of our Men Alive segments and I've got a guy who's been involved in Men Alive for many years. 
called Eddie Ferry. So Eddie, introduce yourself. Uh, thanks, Max. Uh, yeah, my name's, um, as Max said, Eddie Ferry. I'm married to Anne uh, the last 33 years. Uh, I have one daughter, Kate, who's 30. Uh, I work for uh, a local government in um, southwest Sydney, and I also live in southwest Sydney. And uh, my, men live, my men life journey has started around 2012. But before that, I had an encounter with Jesus around 2006, which started me on a real faith journey. Although I was a practicing cradle Catholic, I really didn't do anything with my faith until that point, that, until that personal encounter with Jesus. So I saw my life transform from 2006 right through up until that men life experience. So I started changing, transforming internally and doing things that I never thought I would do and being the man I never thought I could be. I was at my parish one day and a guy came, he was um, spruiking Men Alive and he asked me to be an advocate for Men Alive. Um, they're doing a, a, a parish-based weekend in West Wollongong. So um, I asked around and I thought oh, I'd go myself and I asked someone else from my parish to go and um, that was an, another pivotal point in my uh, faith journey where I discovered men as brothers and um, I could actually have fellowship with men on a faith level, not just on a normal blokey level. Tell me a bit more about this, um, how Men Alive has actually helped you and, and this brothership idea of, of uh, Men Alive and involved in faith rather than just down the pub. Well, it introduced me to certain tools I could use in my, uh, in my faith journey understanding and one was called a SOAP. So it wasn't washing your hands. It was actually um, SOAP, stand for Scripture, Observation, Application and Prayer. So that was a way of journaling based on the Word of God, the Bible. And so you'd look at a bit of Scripture, you'd read it, read through the journals, in your journal, put down your thoughts based on the Word of the day, like the, the uh, readings of the day or the Gospel. And then you'd say how that applied to your life. Then you actually just write down a prayer to God. And that was an amazing transformation for me, firstly, just to uh, have that daily devotion, which I've done ever since, that first soap I did back then in November 2012, to today. And it's really increased my faith, my understanding of who Jesus is, who God is, and that he loves me. And through that process, and through the Men Alive process, it exposed me to becoming a part of a small group, where I gather with a group of men, and just once a week, once a fortnight, because I'm in two groups now, and we just share our soap, we share our struggles, our journeys in life over you know what's been happening in the last week or two, and uh, for good or for bad, and we pray for each other, we share the word, and we share our life and our loves. It's been a wonderful experience, an ongoing journey of faith and love and brotherhood. Okay, so if you had to sum up one point what is the greatest point or greatest thing that men alive has given you men alive has made me understand that i'm loved by god that god is actually my father and i never really knew that for the first 40 years of my life that uh, i am his beloved son and because of that i can love others in ways i never thought i could i can call people i didn't even know brothers and embrace them with a brotherly kiss as it says in the bible and um and i can help people and pray for people and intercede for people in ways, again, I never thought I could. It's uh, been a, such a blessing, such a wonderful gift. And I encourage men, other men I meet now, to go on this journey of Men Alive and to meet people who will become their brothers for life. Fantastic. If you want to know more about Men Alive, it's menalive.org.au.
www.ngo.org.au. And Eddie, thanks for being on the journey. Thanks very much, Max. Bless you. finish with Resurrection Day. That's Ren Collective. Love their stuff. Incredible. Thanks to, to Max Norden, who just uh, took us through a, a bit of a conversation with Eddie Ferry there, not only for the stuff we just heard in that testimony with Eddie, but also for putting the show together. Great music. 
Great God spots for all of our presenters. Thanks to Trish McCarthy, Mike Delaney, Mother Hilda Scott and Father Mark DiBattista right at the beginning of the show. Hope you have a wonderful Easter Sunday. If you're having a few days off or if you're on school holidays and having a break, as uh, as many, many people are, hope you have a wonderful time and hope you can embrace now what is a season of joy. We've had a bit of a season of preparation, a season of, of denial through Lent, and now we just dive into even a longer season, as we should, of joy and celebration in what we call the Easter season leading into Pentecost. Love the ebb and flow of the church year and the reminder of all of the great events of the life of Jesus and the church. We will be doing it all again next week. Hope you can join us. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy and you've been on The Journey. The Journey is presented by Jude Hennessy and produced by Max Norden on Darawal Country in the office of the Bishop for the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.